This episode is brought to you by Skinny Pop Popcorn. Perfectly popped, endlessly delicious. Oh, so light and crunchy. Skinny Pop Original Popcorn is the snack you've been searching for. Made with just three simple ingredients, popcorn kernels, sunflower oil, and salt. Snacking never felt or tasted so good. Perfectly popped, endlessly delicious. Give yourself permission to snack and pick up Skinny Pop Original Popcorn today. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. From your morning podcast to your afternoon playlist, State Farm knows you personalize your entire day. And that's why State Farm helps you personalize your insurance with the State Farm Personal Price Plan. It offers coverage options that help protect what you care about most at an affordable price just for you. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices vary by state. Options selected by customer. Availability and eligibility may vary. This episode is brought to you by Indeed. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com MBO. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to the BBC Good Food podcast. In this episode, recorded on stage at the BBC Good Food show, we hear from the founder of Jane's Patisserie, Jane Dunn and TV chefs, the Hairy Bikers. First up on the Let's Talk Food stage was Jane Dunn, who spoke with Malika Pazoo about how she found her love of baking, how to make the ultimate cookie, and what happens to all her leftover bakes. Now, you are nothing short of a runaway success. Your um, debut baking book, Jane's Patisserie. Yes. It was the fastest selling baking book of all time. Isn't that incredible? Crazy. Absolutely incredible. Uh, And you sold some quarter of a million copies. Yep. Um, Yep. It still doesn't feel surreal. Like when I hear the statistics, I'm like, how many kitchens have my book? Amazing. And you have another one. We'll talk about your other cookbook later. But firstly, can I just say that I am no talent in the baking department. I've actually made your recipes and they're completely idiot proof. Yeah. Has anyone here tried Jane's recipes? Okay, let's see some hands here. Who hasn't tried Jane's recipes? Oh, no. Outrageous, <laughs> madam. Yeah, you, d- you um, get to eat them and enjoy them. It's fine. <laughs> Tell us how you got into baking. Honestly, it's a bit of a whirlwind of... I didn't know what I was doing with my life, so I went to cookery school, trained to be a chef, very quickly couldn't be a chef because I was like, I like my sleep, and I just wasn't built for that world, so respect to every chef out there seriously um but during cookery school they taught us how to like research food develop food so i just started my blog on a whim as a hobby and i'm sat here eight and a half years later very surreal to have loads of people staring at me which is quite weird but thank you so yeah it's just a hobby that turned into a career really which is like everyone's dream to be honest 
It really is, isn't it? Um, I'm very lucky. Oh, <laughs> tell us about your first ever baking moment. Was there a disaster? Was there oh, something gosh. that got you into it straight away? It, <laughs> so the reason I actually love baking is years and years and years ago when I was in junior school, there was like a competition to make the best Christmas cake and not actual Christmas cake, just Christmas themed. And I came second to a girl that I'm convinced bought it from a shop. I'm convinced. And I was like, she couldn't have done that herself. But, you know, me being probably about eight years old was like, no, I actually quite like baking. And it's just a passion that's grown. And, you know, my, my mum cannot bake at all. She, the only thing she can do is scones, which is her mum's recipe. But apparently I'm like the mini version of my gran, which is really nice. But my mum just goes, I, I can't do it. I love that. I was going to ask you yeah. if your family were supportive. Oh, yeah. I mean, With eating? <laughs> yeah. To be fair, when I told them I want to cook for a living, um, they were a little bit perplexed because they're both in education. So very uni people. And I went, I want to make cookies for a living. But obviously, they actually they completely supported me. And now they go... Fair play, yep. Um, when's the lemon drizzle coming? Um, they must love the eating. Oh, they really do. Yeah, they probably love the eating. They love do, it. Are cookies your most favourite food in the world? I would say so. Goodness, this is great, yes. isn't it? I mean, cookies, get... best thing to make. <laughs> are they? So what's your favourite cookie? It's got to be the New York style cookie. It's just giant, chunky, delicious. There's lots of nodding let's going on. Let's hear more. Let's hear more. Let's, ha and yes. let's have you describe it in detail, your favorite cookie. <laughs> they are, honestly, they're just giant cookies, probably at least double the size of a normal cookie. They're slightly, slightly chewy on the outside, soft in the middle, gooey, heavenly, and they're like nearly the size of your hand. Sounds amazing. Who wants a cookie? We're all yes. set for cookies now, aren't we? I wish I'd made some. You should have brought some. I what know. is this? They missold this chat to me. <laughs> I was expecting cookies, desserts, <laughs> all the good stuff. Would you just eat the cookie on its own or would you have it with ice cream maybe? Or what would you do? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So if you know like the cookies well, you can freeze the cookie dough balls and bake them whenever you want. So I tend to have that as my go-to like almost every evening, I would say at this point. <laughs> a little bit bad, really. Um, but yeah, giant cookie ice cream or even a brownie with ice cream that's incredible when does your metabolism give up on you just out of interest <laughs> i don't want at to what know. point <laughs> um, but what a lovely life that is eating a cookie every day i'm in i I'm really there. can't complain <laughs> honestly there's just a box of them in my freezer ready to go and i get really sad when it gets low and then i just go what other flavor have i not made or what chocolate have i got in the cupboard I love that. So is there a secret to making the perfect cookie? And then we'll talk about dessert more generally. Oh, yeah. I think with something like a cookie, like some people really can't seem to do them. But that's, that's what they say to me. And it's like, you honestly, you just need to trust the recipe and chill the cookie dough properly. And then everyone gets scared when they come out the oven that they're still raw. And like, you have to let them cool. And I know that's a really yes, hard thing when you have a warm this. cookie. Yes, everyone taking notes. Yeah, like you want to eat it straight away. And I mean, sometimes I do, to be honest. And that's when it's great with the ice cream, when it's like molten in the middle. But it's just making sure you use the right sugars, mix the cookie dough. And even if, like, sometimes a cookie's, like, left in a ball out of the oven, like, there's a few reasons that can be, but I'm like, it's still edible. Eat that is cookie. Is it? Right. So yeah. this is your real superpower, isn't it? Because actually, you make it sound so simple. 
Has anyone ever had a cookie disaster? Do we have any cookie disasters? In you do tell us about yours, quick. Well, the thing is, so when I made that New York City cookie recipe, like before I published it, I'd made them about thirty times to get them right. And like some people, it depends on your oven, it depends on how you mix it, that sort of thing. But I think as long as it's edible, it doesn't really matter. And no one's judging you in your kitchen, are they? No. You know, as long as you eat it and you like it, you're exactly. fine. What's fine. been your worst baking disaster? Can you think of anything? <laughs> One is not technically my fault, but I was making a friend's wedding cake. That's a lot of pressure. Yeah, and it's really bad when you come back from the shop and your dog's eaten half of one of the cakes. No. I am not joking. Uh, a very happy, very happy golden retriever sat there going, oh, hi. <laughs> and it was like a 12-inch cake, so massive. He was fine. He didn't have to go to the vets or anything. He, he was fine. fine. Did, did you need special help afterwards? I yes. just sat on the floor, <laughs> just rocking, like, that's a lot Bless of eggs. You. <laughs> Um, after cookies, any other desserts of note? What are your favourite things to bake? Cheesecakes. Yes. I love a cheesecake. I mean, so I have a lot of cheesecake recipes. I, there's about 80-odd now, and they're all very similar because there's only so many ways to make a cheesecake. But any flavour I'm not done, I'm like, oh, <laughs> melt that, add that to a cheesecake. Delicious. So good. Yeah. I think I might have tried your Bailey's cheesecake or oh. chocolate. and oh, oh, yeah. Bailey's in a cheesecake. But then I think the risk with me is just keep on pouring it. Like, how much can we get away with so it definitely still sets? Oh, maybe a little bit more. Now, not everyone is a dab hand at baking. No. And that, again, is another superpower. You just, you make it sound easy. You make it sound really doable. Like, you know, and, and so what would be your top advice for people who maybe don't bake but would love to make more desserts, fancy desserts, and I, get involved yeah. with piping bags? Yeah, I think you don't have to have the fancy equipment. Like, I've got a mixer just because I make so many things in one day. I don't think I'd have an arm left if I did it all by hand. But I think it sounds really stupid to say you've just got to follow the recipe. If you're not sure about your oven, the best thing ever is an oven thermometer because I once rented a house and the oven was 50 degrees wrong. And I was like, why is everything burnt but raw? I don't understand That's what's happening. That's a big difference, 50 isn't it? 50 degrees. degrees. No, those cookies would have been disgusting. So it's just little bits like that. Like, once you get the basics down... And it's like, my friend once tried to make me a birthday cake. It was burnt on the outside, raw in the middle. She covered it in jam and fondant so I couldn't see it. And then said, please don't eat it. <laughs> she now that. makes cookies really well. And I'm like, I'm proud. So here's another secret is just make it look good and then no one will know what lies beneath. Yes, it's really so nice. No one ever makes me a birthday cake because they're scared to make me a cake. And she tried, bless her, but she went, please don't eat it. <laughs> oh, bless her. You've given her a couple of your cookbooks like just to keep lying around. Excellent. I'm like, just, just give it a go. Sounds like she really needs it. <laughs> bless her. Um, I have some rapid fire questions for um, you. No. You ready for this? <laughs> no. Uh, what is your most well-thumbed baking book? And you're not allowed to say your own. <laughs> um, baking book, baking book. I, I like all the classic Mary Berry books. I'm not going to lie. What music do you bake to? Oh. <laughs> well, okay. It can vary from the Hamilton soundtrack, because I love musicals. <gasps> yep, it's the best one ever. Every now and again, I forget to delete the audio on my background, and then people can just hear Hamilton. Um, but then it can go up to, like, rock music, pop, anything. It's just something upbeat. Please don't walk in, because my singing is not okay. <laughs> We're not going to make you sing, Jane, don't worry. I That's would okay. leave. <laughs> it's, not, it's not in the script. <laughs> You're don't. off the hook here. 
Um, do you ever buy desserts? Um, I actually do. Um, because I know. I wasn't expecting that. But it's, all the anyway. little, it's the weird ones there. Sometimes a bit too much effort to make. So it's like the churros or something. I just want like a sugary warm churro to dunk in some caramel sauce. In winter. They're exactly. so good in winter. Exactly. There's something about churros. Do you make churros too? I, I have made them. It's just a lot of faff though. It's the oil. And I'm just like, oh, I could just buy them and eat them and... Oh. It's such a girl after my own heart. Like, yes. why bother if someone else can do it better, right? Yes. Like, yeah, don't, don't make churros, guys. It's fine. You can just buy them. <laughs> no, the thing is, I would love to do it, but I'm just like, oh, I haven't got all the stuff, and it's like, I want them now. <laughs> um, something that's always in your fridge. What do you keep handy? I'm going to say eggs. Butter. Butter, of Always course. butter. I feel like I'm a controversial person. I don't know if this is controversial or not, but I, I have my eggs at room temperature. Do you? Mm. I thought it didn't make a difference either way. I don't really know. I just, I've got a massive box of eggs. Like where my studio is, it's next door to a farm. So I, it sounds really weird, but I literally just go over with my little box and go, can I buy some eggs? But it's really do you nice. just keep them out? Or do you keep them refrigerated and just, then... Just out on the side. Do you? And they probably go so quick because you're using yeah. them all the time. Yeah. They must love you. Honestly, when like developing the books and the book recipes, it's <laughs> the amount of eggs on some days. I'm like, oh. That's a lot. But luckily, there's a lot of chickens next door. <laughs> I've just thought, what do you do with all the dessert that's lying around that you can't eat? I have a lovely chest freezer full of cake for any occasion of, oh, I'm going to a barbecue. I'll just get some brownies out. Um, I always, I'm that friend that, you know, everyone thinks you're going to bring cake now. Can I please be your friend? Where do you of live course. again also? Sorry, where, where did you say? <laughs> just you down south. We, we talk later. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I... I luckily, now I've got my studio, there's like other businesses there, there's people around and I'm like, hello people, there's cake in the kitchen and you can just see them all just coming across the car park, like cake. This is the dream by the way, like wow. Oh, yeah. um, you right. have, I'm going to make you uh, make a few confessions now, if that's all right. Uh, um, we've talked about your biggest baking disaster. Yes. Do you have a massive regret in your journey so far? <laughs> Probably just winging it the entire way. <laughs> sort of going, I probably should have thought about this a little bit more. Um, honestly, no. I've, I've, I love what I do. And I'm the person who's had many jobs in her lifetime because I used to temp and do all of these sort of jobs. And I was like, I would have quit by now. But I love it. Oh, that's so nice yeah. to hear. Like, sitting here doing this is surreal. But it's really cool. Is there a dessert you absolutely hate? I don't like anything with bananas in. Banana bread? Yeah. No. Fun fact, if you read the blog post for anything banana braced, I do say that I haven't eaten it. What did you do in lockdown? Did you just make banana bread and like leave My it outside My neighbours ate the, the banana squirrels? bread and I just went, yeah, it tastes great. What? Mm. Yeah, I just, I don't eat anything with bananas in. What do we think, guys? I know, Any banana weird. bread haters in here? Banana dessert? Thank oh, you. Oh, it's a thing. Thank oh, you. Oh, no. I had no idea. I was much more the sourdough person in lockdown rather than the banana bread. Right, that's good too. So, okay, I like you more yeah, again. Yeah. Yes, you've, love a sourdough. You've crawled back into the into the good good box. Um, any guilty pleasures apart from eating lots of dessert? Uh, oh, I, it, it it would literally just be sitting and eating cookies. <laughs> I can't I can't even lie. I'm like sat there at the desk trying to do work, and I'm like, there's a cookie in the freezer. 
I could go eat that. This sounds like the best life. Who wants to know who her personal trainer is, by the way? Anyone? <laughs> to be fair, ask you later. I bribe her with cake. <laughs> I, I turn like up style. and I go, please make me fit, but also brownies. That's excellent. Jane, you've been so great. Thanks. Thank you for joining the BBC Good Food Podcast. Thanks. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Oh, such a clutch pickup, Dave. I was worried we'd bring back the same team. I meant those blackout motorized shades. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Hall of Fame son. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. Go to Blinds.com for 40% off site-wide. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Malika's next guests were the hairy bikers, who taught meeting over a pool table, the ritual of a Sunday dinner, and the beauty of cooking simply. Hi, Malika. Hello, how are you? You are very good, aren't we? Having a wonderful time. We are. Hello, Malika. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, lovely humans. Hello! Now... From the household kitchens, we all love the Harry Bikers. We'd love to know how you got into cooking in the first place. And then, of course, how you met. Uh, for me, I got into cooking because I was a fat child. Um, no, my mum had multiple sclerosis when I was a kid, uh, from about eight years old. And basically, I think three years my father was cooking, and we lived on Tyne brand tin mince, smash, and Farrow's Marafat peas. And I think the, the, the culture shock came when I came home from school. He mixed it all together and said, I think I've done a risotto. And I thought, even at that early age of 11, this was wrong. And so I started cooking then for the family and sort of took over. And I soon learned that if I did the shopping, I could cook what I wanted. But your story's a little bit more glamorous. Is it now? Let, let's hear yours then. Well, I, I, I'm the youngest of three. So my dad was at sea for uh, years and years and years and years and years. And my mum was presented with star anise and, and all sorts of mad things that dad had picked up. And he'd written all little notes about how he'd eaten it and what went with what and all of that. So because he was so well-traveled and then my brother and my sister luckily were, were, were well-traveled. Uh, by the time I popped out, we had this really mad eclectic cuisine in the North Durham coal field. It was mad. And you don't constantly hear the neighbours going, God almighty, Stella, I don't know what you're cooking, but it bloody stinks. But <laughs> so you say, Stella, Sai's mum, was an amazing cook. She had that lovely touch with food, which I was lucky enough to experience as Did well. Did she? And that's such a different experience coming into it, isn't it? Both mm. of you. Mm. And, so, and then you met, of course, the fateful moment. We both worked as film crew for many years. And indeed, I was at art school, and that's when I, I did more cooking then than I did painting. But travelled all over the world and eventually came to the northeast. And I got the job as makeup, hair, and prosthetics designer in 1992 on a film, The Gambling Man, a Catherine Cookson drama. And that's how we met. And they took me down to the pub to meet the crew at lunchtime. 
And who was by the pool table? Uh, that was me. Oh, was it like an instant connection thing? Well, it was over a curry and a poppadom. Perfect, that's what yeah, they like to hear. It was absolutely great, wasn't it? And a couple of beers it. back in the day when you used to have a couple of beers for lunch. So we got our work done and we were best pals when we were filming. And I remember I went round to your, lunch, your house for lunch and you did a lovely roast lamb with all the trimmings and you sold me a really dodgy motorbike. I was seduced. And I paid you a thousand pounds, the Suzuki GS Thou. It was an absolute bag of nails. It was shiny. <laughs> it was something else he, beginning he with that you when you but, stayed uh, friends? Well, he came up to, I was living in the Highlands at the time, up in Huntley in Aberdeenshire. And I said, you'll have to come and take this bike back. I said, you know it's rubbish, I know it's rubbish. So he came in a stripped out minibus with four mates and stayed for a week. And that week, we, we got cooking. He took the bike back, which I'm still waiting for the rent balance of money. But Defend that, yourself here, Sai. Come on, say something. I, I, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. Because, well, it's not terrible. It was just, you know, a circumstance and all that. I, it was like this Geordie melodrama. Well, you see, Dave, I've had the gas bill to pay and the bands need new shoes. Why, all of that. I thought, who do you think I am, Mother Teresa? I, yeah, so that, that was it, really. That, that was, was how, it, yeah. That's how you bonded yeah, and you haven't looked yeah. back. Bonded over debt and dodgy bikes. Oh, so I really, the, the bikers, we didn't have to invent much. It was food, motorcycles, travelling and chatting. And it's just a format that we love them for, don't we, everyone? Thank you. Thank yes, you. the travelling and the chat, the banter is thank great. Um, what's your favourite dish? I'll start with you, Sai. What's your favourite dish? And will you describe it to us in some detail, please? Well, prob probably, I'm very lucky where I live, so I get some fantastic seafood from the cold waters of around our country. So it's... Um, I, I, Honestly, I'm really quite simple in my application. So at this time of the year, I cook whole fish on the barbecue or in the wood-fired oven. And I'll maybe do a masala with it, or I'll do, or, or I'll just do simple lemon. It depends what the fish is. But fish and seafood for me is, is you just, the 10% that, that we bring as, uh, as individuals with, with cooks and food, that skill set is just there to set off the produce rather than be, make it anything that it isn't and I, 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 yeah that, that's my that's definitely my thing sounds Love lovely and with great quality seafood and fish you don't need very much well do no you? you don't it's just about enhancing that enhancing whatever that fantastic fish or seafood is but masala obviously makes everything better. So that's masala makes thing. everything masala better. Masala makes <laughs> men after my own heart, everyone. This is great. Um, Dave, what about you? Well, I'd have to say seafood as well, I think. But if not that, I think the world of Asian food, should I yeah, say. superb. And there's certain elements that I love. Like, it's funny, I was talking to Cyrus Tadiwala the other week, and I can't make dosas, especially a masala dosa with a coconut raita and the sambal. I'd love to do that. And he said, over the years, he said, you spend a day in my kitchen and you'll learn more than a lifetime in your books, said Cyrus. And do you know what? I met up with him not so long ago. And I'm going to have that day with Cyrus. Oh, you must. And I am going to make a nice dosa. Because when it's perfectly crisp and fresh, that balance oh, of the right. elements in it, it's absolutely delightful. It's simple, it's humble, it's gorgeous. It is. And I totally agree. Does everyone know what a dosa is? Do you know what it is? Yes, South Indian fermented pancake yeah. oh, with man. rice and lentils. Da urad dal. And oh. it's a devil to make. You, you're kind of on a hot plate. It's filmed with like a, a potato curry with a bit of asafoetida and the South Indian flavors. A dosa on the side, you've got a cold coconut chutney. There's a hot sambal gravy to go on it. 
and it's a great breakfast dish. And it just oh, it makes you come alive. It's lovely. I know what I'm eating tonight. I tell you. Yeah, I know, mate. Who wants to one. eat South Indian food tonight? I think all of us. Yeah, look, we've got loads of ads going on. <laughs> Excellent. Um, well, you have great taste, which is I'm very, very pleased about. You spend so much time on the road. What about Sunday lunches? Is that a bit of a tradition? Do you come together? Do you get to sit down and have this lovely traditional meal? I think. I, I, I think it's a. Uh, it, it, it's always been a tradition because it's an inherent part. However, however, that manifests itself with all the wonderful communities that we have in the UK. But I think that that um, I think for me, less so because the kids have grown up. So it's normally it's normally at Easter or at Christmas or at birthdays that we go. Oh, it falls over the weekend. Let's have a big Sunday lunch together. So yeah, and and mostly I'm in the pub on a Sunday. So. Sounds good to me. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, and I, I love a Sunday lunch. I've recently moved to. Burton on Trent in the Midlands, and it's, it's a really nice community. And since I've, had, I've been off work for a while, so I've had um, opportunity to do my Sunday lunches. And um, we've got an old agra in the house, which is perfect for it. And I've got a really good butcher. So, but I, I, I'm very traditional. I like to do all the trimmings. But I will have Yorkshire pudding with everything. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah. It's, I mean, yeah, some, there's something nice about it. And that's a religion, isn't it? Yeah, and a You've few glasses to... of wine, so about five o'clock. You just go twinkly, everybody ends up home and you collapse in front of the telly. It's quite nice. It's, a it's such a ritual, isn't it? Is, it? it is, it is a ritual, very much. You can't much. really do a roast without Yorkshire pudding, can you? No, it's no. It's a bit incomplete. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Okay, good. Well, yeah, I mean, it'd be wrong not to, wouldn't it? You know. There are some rapid-fire questions for you now yeah. before we let you go. So, um, favourite cookery book, and you're not allowed to name your own, obviously. Oh, there's a book by um, Black Axe Mangle. And that's, that's brilliant. It's all a bit punk and a bit, like, it? edgy. It's great. It's great, and it, it's, yeah. I quite like that. I've this been looking at it. The only, the only reason I'm saying that is because it's the last one I looked at. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's so many good ones, though. Oh, man, it's there? great. Oh. It's a great, yeah. great literary I to it recently, we cooked a lot of Italian, Italian food. And there used to be a series of YouTube videos called, like, Nonna's Kitchen. You know, where somebody went around all the Italian nonnas who are cooking pasta and everything. Very simple food. And there's a book out now for that. And it's so many ways that people make their own pasta. You know, the Italians are so pedantic about pasta. But I've learned from those books to make good pasta from very frugal ingredients. But you know, sometimes in Italy, there's so little on the food and it's so delicious. If I follow those recipes... I can make something that tastes like it does in Italy. Totally, because it's all about the quality of the produce, isn't yes, it? it is. And the ingredients. That's so, and yes. you don't need much, do you? Just an Italian grandma. Uh, cooking disasters, please. Can you please give some of us mere mortals some hope here? Oh, there's definitely... We, we, we decided in, the, in our infinite wisdom to go out into the middle of the North Sea with um, a, a, a charcoal oven and, and cook a souffle, a crab souffle on a yacht. Oh, well, a yacht, I say, it was my knackered old catamaran, this charcoal oven. Honestly, there were like beer mats who were... <laughs> and we tried to... Well, the thing is, this is in the early days, and Kingy had been fixing the engine. So he got... Uh, we're cooking mullet as well, <laughs> and he holds the fish up to camera, and his nails are a solid black oil. And we had letters. So the worst bad. public disaster we ever had was Saturday Kitchen. Oh, yeah, that was... Um, oh, that was is on that? YouTube. It's, they play it loads. And it was our summer pudding, a Pim summer pudding. It was your idea. Excellent it was. Filled with all the fruits, Pims, mint, the lot. Great idea. Now, when you're on telly, the one you did before, we don't do. There's a wonderful lady called Mik Michaela at the time. Yeah. Was there. 
you cover the ball with cling film, don't you? When you turn it out, bingo, she forgot the cling film. Live telly Saturday morning, this thing, <laughs> we couldn't get it out. Anyway, I'm banging it. It's eventually give, give way and it just collapsed. And Alex James was there and he said, is that what, what it's meant to be like? I went, no, not, not exactly. Yeah, no, it was a complete, it looked like it had been dropped from three stories. Yeah. And, uh, and I went, it's all right, it's all right. Would you just put a bit of cream on the top? <laughs> no, you tried to put a sprig of mint on the top. Go, <laughs> oh, yeah. And you, it, you, yeah. you forget that you're all live and you go, just turn it that way around the camera. This is better. <laughs> you can... Hey, listen, no publicity is bad publicity, right? Oh, no, so I'm why sure not? Why we not? like the food to work. <laughs> Um, well, David Sai, you've been absolutely brilliant. Thank, Thank you, you for coming on the BBC Good Food uh, podcast. Thank you for listening to this episode of the BBC Good Food podcast. Be sure to follow us wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. <laughs>